about? God is good, isn't he? Man, he has blessed us with so many good things. Hey, welcome to the stage. This is my friend. This is Pastor Chach Lueveno. Can you give him just a, a round of applause today? I want you to notice something about Pastor Chach. He, he, he broke these out and brought them into the office this week. Pastor Chach has new shoes on today. And I want you to look at those things, how clean those things are. They are hot. They look good. Size nine. Size nine. Now, this is really, I love those shoes. In fact, I made him take them off and toss one to me this week because they're so light and airy. They're, they're, they're awesome. And, and he said, hey, I got to show you something really cool. So I thought he was going to show me like how fast he could run or how high he could jump. You remember when you did that as a kid with your new shoes? He said, hey, come with me. And he took me into the men's restroom, a one-stall men's restroom. Now, listen. Ladies, you need to know something. For dudes, that is like weird. We do not fall. I know you guys go in like packs of 12 into the restroom, but dudes don't do that. He said, come with me into the men's restroom. Yeah, it was weird. Um, and he turned off the lights. Now listen, I know that, anyway. He said, look at my shoes. They glow in the dark. It's awesome. And I've got to get some of those because when I'm in the bathroom and the lights go out, I at least want to know where my feet are, you know? <laughs> Which way's up and down? So that's so cool. The pastor charged told me that, said, hey, where'd you get those? And he said, I ordered them online. How many of you have ordered online recently, right? We just finished a wedding in our house, and I'm telling you, I, we have been the number one customer of delivery services for the last several days and weeks and months. But uh, Pastor Chuck, this is actually the box that, that his, his shoes came in. And, and, and my first reaction was, man, that's a small box for a, a man's pair of shoes. <laughs> but, but I know that <laughs> I know that it's his box because it's got his name on here and his address and all that stuff. And, but this is the literal box. That, now, you ordered your... <laughs> what? You ordered your shoes from who? eBay, eBay. If you're not careful, eBay can jack you up, right? But not Pastor Chach because he makes lots of money and he can afford these white glow-in-the-dark Adidas, Adidas shoes. This, so, so you order from eBay, then who delivered this to your house? UPS, man. UPS. What can Brown do for you, right? UPS came. Pastor Chach ordered them online. The shoe company shipped them, gave them to the UPS man to deliver to Pastor Chach. The UPS guy, these were not his shoes, were they? They were your shoes because you paid, don't tell us how much. I pass out. It's expensive, really expensive, but you look fly, bro. You look good. Got the whole black, gray, white going on today. Um, but they were Pastor Chach. They weren't the, UP the UPS guy could have said, hey, listen, I can like just jack these shoes if I want to. First of all, they probably wouldn't have fit, but he said, but no, he determined that, that they weren't his. And there's a, hey, there's tracking. To, did you track those? You tracked them every day. Where are they? Oh, they made it to the DC, the distribution center. Oh, they're on the track. You tracked them every day, right? Tracking device and wanting to know where they're at. So, man, your shoes look good. You can go backstage and eat a taco now. That's awesome. Give it up for Pastor Chacho Leveno. Here's... It just kind of reminded me that story when he was sharing that you and I, when it comes to, to our money and to our stuff, you know what we are? We're, we're kind of like the UPS man or woman. We're, we're just the delivery person. You know that, right? That, 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 that it's, it's this, this stuff we have, it's not ours, 
but it's been sent to us from, from above, and we are simply to bring it and deliver the package to its rightful location. Today, I want us to continue in this series called Juice, and I want us to talk about money. Money, 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 money. When I talk about money, people get weird. People get freaky. But we're going to talk about, you know things cost money, right? Pastor Chodge didn't get those new kicks just because of his musical prowess or his good looks, right? He paid for those. Things cost money. We, we, we've often heard that money is what makes the world go around. Well, I have some news for us today, and the reason we're going to talk about money is because you know that God thinks a great deal about money. Did you know that? In fact, if you look throughout Scripture, you're going to find this phrase, money, used or discussed over 800 times throughout Scripture. You've heard us say time and time again, God talks more about money in Scripture than heaven and hell combined, right? So don't get freaky because we're talking today about one of the number one topics in Scripture. It's the one that makes you squirm the most, but it is a big deal to God. And my goal for today's message is this. I, I want us to begin to, to get on and involved in God's economic cycle. And my goal today is I want you to, 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 to be blessed by God. Now listen, we, we all are blessed by God. In fact, every one of you in this room clapped when asked, is there any blessed people in the house today, right? You clapped. We, we, we are. But I want to make sure that you are living in the blessed place of God. And, and I want to take some time over to, to, to teach this stuff to you because it's a big deal. Now listen, you, you can take and do with this what you want to do. I am simply called to deliver what God's word has to say. Are you with me so far? Now I, I, I've got to teach you all things about scripture, but it's really up to you what you do with it. But, but, but my role is I, I, I've got to one day give an account to the Lord, say, hey, what did you do with the people that I entrusted to you? And as a pastor, I'm called to preach the whole truth, the whole truth of, of, of God's word. And so today we're going to talk about money. I thought it'd be fun. Talk about this thing called money and how we can be about and living in God's economic cycle, the cycle of blessing. Now, here's what I want you to catch from the very beginning. This is so big. So after I say this, boom, you can zone out, take a nap for the next 27 minutes if you want to. That's cool. But you need to know this. God is the blessor. God blesses us. You clapped a while ago. I said, anybody blessed in the house? And you all clap. You know that the, the person behind the blessings in your life is God himself, right? Am I making sense to anybody? The one that we just sang about, the one that said, whose name we lift up, there's no other name greater, higher, the one who gives us joy. Listen, he is the one who rains down the blessing in your life. People all the time say, man, I'm blessed. I'm so, so blessed. What does it mean to be blessed. What does it mean? I think to be blessed means to be on the receiving end of the tangible and the intangible favor of God. There are some, some blessed people in the house. You are, you are living in the favor of God. Some of that blessing is intangible stuff. I mean, stuff like you, you, you can't see it, you can't touch it, 
you, you can't smell it, uh, but, but it's intangible. Intangible stuff, stuff matters. There, there, there wasn't something that necessarily woke you up today. I mean, you may say my phone or my, the smell of coffee or whatever, but, but seriously, something intangible. God just woke you up today, didn't he? He, he? He's allowing you to live this day and this time, and, and, and you receive. Some of you have, are joyful people today. Some of you have, are feeling love. It's just some stuff that's just at peace. Some of those things are just intangible. But there are some tangible blessings of God as well. You know, some of you, uh, you know, the, the clothes you're wearing, maybe the house you live in, maybe your spouse. Have you ever considered your spouse as a blessing? Come on, how many of you have a blessed spouse in your life right now? Come on. Okay, stop. Stop. How many of you have a curse? No, just so I'm going to say. How many of you want a blessed spouse? You're looking for one right now. All right. Stay with me. Stay with Pastor Jason. I'll take you places. We'll get some stuff done. Hook you up. Some of you have amazing kids. You ever considered your kids as a blessing? <laughs> wait, wait a minute. You don't know my kids. No, your kids are a blessing. They're, they're, you've heard me say, there are no such thing as bad kids, only bad parents. <laughs> that kid laughed right there. He knows, preach it! So I'm talking about. Little five-year-old gets it. So I'm talking about. To be blessed, to be on the receiving end of the tangible and the intangible blessings of God. Money can be one of those things that is a blessing from God. And as we consider this idea of living in the blessed place and being blessable, it's just important that we consider money in the grand scheme of things. You see, when you look in, in the Bible and you see words like faith, you'll usually see something that says finances. Or whenever you see the word trust throughout Scripture, you'll see this word treasure along with it. Matter matters to God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So many people trust God for things like forgiveness. We, we trust God for, for love, and we trust God for, for a home in eternity one day. But when it comes to our finances, you know, so many of us, you know what we're doing? We're doing the Heisman. We're, we're, we're kind of pushing God away when it comes to our finances. Oh, we want to receive the forgiveness and the love and, and, and a home in glory one day. But, but God, don't you? Listen, when it comes to finances and money, it's, it, it, it's mine. It's mine, it's mine, it's mine. Who did I say is the blessor? God is the blesser. And he wants to give blessings to you and to me. He wants us to be just as Pastor Chach was this week when the UPS got, he wants us to be the blessees. He wants us to be on the receiving end of the favor of God. So here's the question I have for you today. Are you blessable? Are you blessable? Well, Pastor Jason, I, I don't know. Well, I, I want to tell you, if you, if you hang out with me for a few moments today, I, I want to tell you how, how you can become blessable because some of you right now, I do believe, are living in the blessed place, and there are some of you that, 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 that are not. And so I want us to, sh to, rem to look at and, and remind you of some things today that, that I think can keep those of you living in the blessed place and maybe get you to the next level, or, or, or for some of you that just you're not being blessed, how you can get started on this incredible journey. And here's what I discovered a long time ago. You don't own and I don't own anything, Right? I don't. And, and, and I've discovered conducting funerals, so, so, so many funerals over the last several years, you can't take stuff with you when you're gone. You know that, right? I've never seen a U-Haul hooked up to a hearse. Never have. 
You can't take this stuff with you. I've never seen anyone take anything from this life to the next life. So, so if we can't take it with us, what can we do with the stuff, the blessings of God that we've been given? I would simply say we can go ahead and send it on ahead into eternity. We can do what with it? That's a little weird. Yeah, we can send it ahead into eternity. You're saying that's weird. No, it's not. You see, I believe that we can invest our money in people who one day will have the hopes of spending eternity with God. Going to the entity that will last forever. And we give and we bring that into the entity, the only entity that Jesus ever built. You, you know what the only entity that Jesus ever built is? It's the church. Did you know that? You don't read throughout scripture that Jesus built hospitals. He didn't build schools. He didn't even build missionary organizations. He built what? He built the church. And I believe that it all goes back to this thing called juice. I think it goes back and has a correlation related to this thing called money. Let me ask you a question. Are you juiced? Oh man, he's on the juice. She's so juice, so, you know, yoked. And well, are you on the juice? God wants you to be on the juice, the real juice. And I believe that it goes back to finances. Now, I, I, I placed these up here last week, and we got ten pomegranates here on the platform today. We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten pomegranates up here today, and these things kind of represent your money or the blessings of God, the, the blessing that God has rained down in your life. And some of you say, man, I don't have 10. Just let me remind you of something. If you own more than two to three changes of clothes and make more than $2 a day, that places you in the 85th percentile of the richest people in the world. You know, you're sitting next to somebody rich right now. Isn't that awesome? You are. We're blessed. Come on, aren't we? We are blessed. And some of you feel like I'm not. You listen, you just need to stop and, and, and take record of, of all the things that God has given you and blessed you with. But these pomegranates kind of represent our, our how much money I make and how much money you make. Well, Pastor Jason, listen, I make thousands of dollars a year. Great. Good for you. Hey, I make tens of thousands. Great for you. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a squillionaire. I make great for you. We all have been the recipients of blessings, right? Why do people freak out when we begin to talk about this, when we begin to talk about money? Well, we said last week because money is a spiritual issue. Money is spiritual. Money represents who I am. Money matters to me. Does it matter to you? It mattered to God. He talked a lot about it. So, so this represents every person's income. Well, in order for us to get on God's economic cycle of blessing, we've got to realize that God is the blesser. He blesses us with, with, with money, with, with what we're illustrating today, with, with the pomegranates. And if we're going to be blessed, and if we're going to be in that blessed place and continue to receive these blessings of God, we, we, we have got to, to, to do something that he's asked us to do. We've got to bring the first fruit into the house. We, we, we've got to get to that place in our life where we return the first of the fruit, the first tenth. This is the one-tenth of, of, of the pomegranates here on the platform today. We, we, we've got to 
get to that place where we return the first of the fruit, the first fruits to God, where we bring it to the house so he can, we, we place the pomegranate in his palm and he takes that and he blesses it. We give God his portion. We, we, we put it in his hand and he takes it. And, and here's what, what he kind of does here. He kind of takes it and, 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 and here's what he does. This is awesome. This is so, oh, I went to school for this. Seminary training right there. He takes it and he cuts it. And I don't know if you've ever, mm, that's tasty. I don't know if you've ever said, but he takes these seeds and he begins to take these seeds that we bring to him. And he begins, he is the ultimate sower. You know that, right? You, you, you think you're, you got a green thumb? Oh, no, no, no. You, you, you don't even begin to compare to how God is able to take the seed that we bring and begin to plant it in places where it is fruitful and it grows and it multiplies. You see, when I, when I bring the first fruits of my income at the house and I place it in the palm of the blessor, who's the blessor? God is the blesser. He, he, he takes what's inside and he begins to plant them. He begins to plant them in your life and in my life. He begins to plant these seeds in, in the life of this thing called the church. And amazing things begin to happen. That's God's economic cycle. We bring the first, we bring the best, and he takes it and he plants it and he begins to use it for his glory. It's the first portion. The first portion belongs to who? To God. Who's the blessor? God. Who gave you all these pomegranates? God did. We're simply returning. To, we're simply returning what's his. We're simply returning to what is already his to show ourselves and to show him, hey, God, listen, you're number one. You're not number four. You're, you're not number eight. You're not number 10. God, we want you to have the first and the best because we believe that you're number one, Lord. We're just a middleman. We're, we're just bringing it back. This is not ours, is it? Whose is this? It's God's. We're simply bringing it. Here you go, Lord. I'm, a, I'm the UPS delivery man. I'm the middleman. I'm going to bring it back and give it to you. Pastor Chuck said he tracked it every day, didn't he? Find out where my shoes are. You know, God tracks what we're doing with our pomegranates too. He knows. You think you might be pulling one over on him, but he knows what you're doing. He knows how you're managing and how you're using the things he's blessed you with. He knows that. You see, God always has a portion for himself. We talked about that last week. He always has a portion, and God's portion is always the first. Say it with me. God's portion is always the it's the first. It's not the middle, the last, or what's left over. God wants us to bring the first. Throughout Scripture, you see that time and time again. You know, a lot of people thought that the tree in the Garden of Eden was a pomegranate tree. Remember the story in the Garden of Eden? Hey, Adam and Eve, the whole garden is under your rule. It's all yours. Just stick, stay away from what's mine. That tree in the middle, don't, don't go near that. Don't listen. A lot of people think that the forbidden fruit that Adam and Eve ate was a pomegranate. And they begin to take what was God's, and they begin to pound down the pomegranate. <laughs> they begin to pound it down. They, they ate God's portion. And because they ate God's portion, they, what, what was once blessed now became cursed, right? 
You're going to have birth pains. You guys can't live here in this garden anymore. You're going to die, right? The first. We, 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 we know that, that when the spies went into the promised land, 10 cities, God told them to go and conquer. But that first city that you conquer, that first one out of the 10, I want you to gather everything, all of its gold and silver, and I want you to bring back to me, to my house, the first city and everything within it. The other nine, it's yours. You do what you want to with that. The first. Bring me back the first. We know that, that God's a tither. Did you know that? God sent us his first son, didn't he? Actually, he sent us his one and only son, Jesus. God sent his best to come and die on a cross for our sins. And you know what he did? God, God, God took those seeds. Jesus is oftentimes referred to as the first seed of the resurrection. God takes those seeds, he planted a seed in Jesus, and when Jesus rose from the dead, listen, for those of us that have said yes to Jesus, guess what? The seed of Christ now lives where? In us. Are you with me today? You know you have a little seed of Jesus in you, those of you that have asked him to come in and be Lord and Savior of your life. You see what God does? He takes what we bring, he takes the first and the best, and he begins to plant it in other places where the seed can grow and flourish. Who's with me today? Jesus is called the first fruits of the resurrection. The first. God is a God of the first. We give the first part of our day to God. Listen, that's why I'm such a big proponent of you spending time with God first each and every morning. You've heard me say this, and I'll say it again. We need to see the face of Jesus before we see the faces of our friends each and every day. Don't be giving God, oh God, I'll, I'll do it before I go to bed. No, you're giving God your leftovers there. This in your first. This is what's left, and after you've watched the evening news or after you've watched SportsCenter or after you've watched another cheesy Hallmark movie. They are so long and they're brutal. But we give God sometimes, what happens a lot of times, oh, I'm tired. And we forget to give God, God we, we've spent the first day of the week here in God's house worshiping him. Do not neglect meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. Guys, we need, this is important. The first, the first, the first. God is about the first. When we give God the first, he takes and he blesses the rest. Am I making sense to anybody? But here's the deal. If I don't give God the first, scripture says that I'm under a curse. What? I'm not making that up. I'm not that good. When we don't bring him the first, we are under a curse. Look what it says in Malachi chapter 3, verses 8 and 9. Should people cheat God? Oh, no, but you've cheated me. But you ask, what do you mean? When did we ever cheat you? God says, you've cheated me of the tithes and offerings that were due to me. You are under a curse, for your whole nation has been cheating me. You see, what happens for so many of us, we're eating God's portion. So many of you are going Eve on us. You're, you're eating God's portion. You're eating it. You're pounding down the pomegranate. It's God's. The first is whose? It's God's. And so many of us may be under a curse because we're pounding down the first. We're pounding down God's pomegranate. And there's, oh, but come on, that's just so unfair, Jason. You, seriously, if, if I'm not blessed, you're saying that I'm cursed? That, that just seems so unfair. That's, that's crazy. 
It's really not. Here's what I found. God's way is always the right way. Now, I don't know if you've ever tried to do things what you thought was the right way, and, and maybe you found out that it wasn't. But listen, I've just come to understand that God's way is always the right way. So listen, I, we're not talking about this, and we're not talking about blessings and cursings, trying to coerce you and force you to do anything. Now, listen, it's between you and God what you do in this area with your money, with what are you doing? Are you on the juice? To to me, this is something you don't even have to pray about because it's written in God's Word. There are bits and pieces of the Bible I know that you just wish you could throw out, right, and omit. And for some of us, this area of money money and what we do with our finances is one of those. It's written here. You don't need to pray about, should I bring God the first? You you don't need to pray about that. that. That's a dumb prayer. I think that there are dumb prayers, it's written. Okay, I know that God wrote, um, you know, thou shalt not murder. Let me just pray about that. No, I think it's okay for me to, or hey, God, I know you wrote, thou shalt not commit adultery. Let me just pray about that. What? That's stupid. That is a dumb prayer. And you just pray about, should I give God the first? Should I give God the tenth? Guys, I'm telling you, it's written, and if you have to pray about it, you're dumb. <laughs> just say it. You're dumb. That's a dumb prayer. It's in his word. Honor your father and mother. Yeah, if your kids pray that, you know what you're going to do. You're going to beat the mess out of this. Uh-uh. We bring God the first and the best. It's written there. Bible says, will a man cheat God? You ask, how am I cheating you, God? He says, by robbing me of tithes and offerings. You know that word tithe this ten. It means ten. And anytime we see the word offering, that is above and beyond the tithe. We like to say here that in 1910, 10% of, of what you make is starter generosity. Again, this should be a no-brainer. You ought to start right here. I talked to someone last week, said, hey, man, I'm in so much debt. I got like $55,000 worth of debt. And You're telling me that I should give 10%. I said, I'm not telling you that. I just know what God's word says. But there is something you can bring to the house. Bro, you can give up that Starbucks. You can give up that six-pack of beer. You can give up deer corn. You can give up something. Health club membership, cut back on cable. There's something you can bring. Am I talking to anybody today? Will a man cheat God? Will a man rob God? There's something you can bring. We like to say 10% is starter generosity. Then there are things above and beyond that the Scripture calls offerings. He says, you're robbing me of these things. You're cheating me of these things, so therefore you're under a curse. They were bringing pathetic, pathetic stuff to God as an offering. Hey, here's our best. Here's our, I can't cross my fingers. Here's our best, God. No. In verse 10, Jesus, or the word of the Lord says, bring all the tithes into the storehouse, God says, so that there will be enough food in my temple. If you do, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will open the windows of heaven for you and I will pour out a blessing so great you won't have enough room to take it all in. Come on, somebody. Try it. Put me, in fact, here's the deal. Hey, let's just give a challenge. This is God's challenge. Why don't you just start giving and doing it God's way and see what happens? Why don't you give it three months and see what happens? Just see what happens if God will not pour out such great blessing on your life. He says, test me. Put me to a challenge. Try it. Here's what I've come to understand. No seed, no fruit. No fruit, 
No juice. You, you see what I'm saying? No, 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 no seed. There's no fruit. And when there's no fruit, there's no juice. We bring the tithe. We bring God's portion. I'm sorry, I keep looking at my hands. I promise I will wash them before I shake your hand after church. We bring God the first portion. That's God's economy. That's God's economy. So many of we, we've jacked up God's economy in our culture today. So many of you are miserable, and so many of you are eaten up with greed and pride and envy. Hey, check this out. Get your cameras ready. This is a photo moment right here. We don't get to get. We get to give. And when we give, we get to give again so that we can live. 